Hi everyone, this is iBook Binding Podcast. This is Pavel. Uh, this is my co-host Stepan. Uh, today we are planning to talk about European book markets. Uh, now, more often than not, when you spend uh, a considerable amount of money on a book, it was because you looked it up online and you saw that it uh, it cost considerably more than it cost at a bookseller. Yeah. And all these people at least many of them are already present online so surely they know the cost of uh, their books why do they undersell them firstly i never ask a seller why do you sell this uh, this book or this object so cheap because it's it's i don't <laughs> know uh five times more expensive online and uh, uh i'm happy to see it and i'm happy to buy it for for example i i, I bought a concert program assigned by Rachmaninoff uh, uh, from, from his concert in, in Brussels in 1933 or something like that. And I bought it for, for one year or two euros uh, uh, because it was among uh, a bulk of different uh, concert uh, programs from different places and uh, different uh, times. And, uh, and of course, it, it, it costs, I don't know, at least a couple of hundred of euros. So sometimes it happens because it's just a bulk and uh, they wouldn't uh, uh, spend time on checking uh, because it's cheaper. It's better for them to work in bulk and sell more, maybe lose some money on uh, on, uh, on things like that because uh, it just needs, they, they need to, to spend too much time to, to sort through everything and to price everything. Next. As far as I understand, the book market in The Hague is one of the cheapest in, the, in Europe. So it's, it's their sort of approach to doing things. They prefer to have a lower markup, but then uh, people know that it's a cheaper place and they go there, especially because uh, it's a cheaper place. For example, one of the sellers on, on, the, on the book market who works both in, both in Amsterdam and in The Hague Oftentimes you see uh, uh, price of the book uh, marks on on the first page or of, 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 or on end sheets uh, with with pencil. I asked him about the same book in Amsterdam and in The Hague. In Amsterdam, he sells for the price that is stated, that is written in the book, and in The Hague, he sells like twenty percent lower price. Yeah, because different audience. Because uh, in in Amsterdam, uh, maybe there are more people who will buy for 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 more expensive books or maybe he uh he thinks that he sells more to tourists and tourists wouldn't care in any way there is this and then uh, sometimes it's out of their you know uh, area of expertise it can be it can be uh, just out of area of expertise or it may be some foreign language for example uh, you can buy russian books for very cheap uh, uh, here, and this was uh, this was the case with uh, another seller. Uh, I bought uh, uh, the second Russian edition of uh, Doctor Zhivago from him, and of course, it's not the first edition which uh, was uh, sold on uh, Sotheby's on Christie's. I don't know uh, last year for 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 a couple thousand uh, euros or something or twenty thousand euros. So yeah, it's it it was a, an expensive book. But uh, the second edition is still something like two to 500 uh, euros. And uh, uh, I bought it for four because two books were uh, two euros each. And, uh, uh, and of course, uh, 
they just don't know what's what what is the book the same goes with romanian language uh even while it's easier for them because it's latin or now it's latin in 19th century it was uh, cyrillic so 19th century uh uh, uh romanian books are are hard to evaluate for uh, Western European uh, booksellers. Uh, same goes with Bulgarian books, same goes with uh, uh, Hebrew books, Arabic books, uh, anything like that. So uh, it's often, often you can find uh, uh, really nice, really rare and expensive uh, uh, books in, in different alphabets uh, uh, for, for really good money in, in uh, European markets. And same goes with uh, other countries. I, I bought some Russian books for, for cheap in Romania. I bought some French books uh, uh, for cheap in Romania. And uh, I bought some foreign language uh, books for, for a low price in Russia because even uh, you, you would suppose that most of the booksellers at least can uh, you know type in the Latin names, English names uh, and uh, search something for internet, but on, on internet, but it seems that it's uh, uh, too hard for them to do. So, yeah. So a very collecting tip: collect books in uh, in rare languages. In yeah, in different in different languages and not non-local languages. Yeah. Uh, and and by the way, that's uh, uh, this is another uh, good uh, uh, aspect of of uh, of the book book market in the Hague because. You can see a lot of books in different languages here, and uh, uh, as Dutch people read English a lot, you can see a lot of English books, English language books. You can also see a lot of uh, books in German and in French, obviously. Uh, but also, you can find books in in uh, in other European and not only in European languages. There are lots of books in Chinese and uh, Japanese. There, uh, lots of. Uh, not lots of books in Russian, but uh, sometimes I find books in Russian, and uh, sometimes I find books in Romanian and uh, Czech books, uh, Hungarian books, and uh, uh, almost almost from anywhere in Europe. Greek books, of course. Sure, the Hebrew books are uh, are well represented. Uh, Jewish community has been living in Amsterdam for what 500 years now. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, once again, there are some sellers who more often have uh, Hebrew books on their stalls than others. So it's it's also a matter of uh, you know of uh, specialization of, uh, of their scope. There is there is this matter that this sort of itch or something uh, because I, I saw these discussions uh, quite often uh, online and not 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 only online but also in books uh, uh, that uh, when you definitely know that you are buying something that is in reality much more expensive than the seller sells it to you. Isn't that not a very good behavior on your part? Sort of when I buy a book that costs, uh, I don't know, two, that, that's, that's value is 200 euro, but I buy it for, for two euros. Isn't it uh, like, shouldn't my conscience uh, tell me that I should, uh, you know, do something about it, so warn the seller, pay more or something. And uh, almost every time I, 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 I'm in this uh, position, I think about it. And uh, yeah, I never tell the seller. <laughs> and I guess that's, that's everyone's choice and uh, everyone's decision. But then uh, that's, that's a part of a game, I guess. Because uh, if you are a collector, 
one of the aspects of this uh, collect collecting game is to find a gem for nothing. Every time I I I uh, I'm lucky, I'm I'm really happy because uh, yeah, it's 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 a strange and uh, interesting experience. So you get uh, you get a kick a kick out of it. Yeah, definitely. Great. Another thing I wanted to ask you is uh, where they get uh, all these books uh, from, because I know you've managed to trace some of uh, the books uh, you bought uh, back to their uh, previous owners, either through exlibracies or through dedications. Yeah. Uh, especially when you buy, uh, as you mentioned earlier, in bulk, it's almost always from someone else's collection because yeah. you collect a, a very in a very specific area, yeah. books about books. Yeah. Uh, there can't be many collectors like you. That question definitely should be addressed to one of the booksellers, and I hope uh, we'll get a chance to do that. Uh, but as far as I understand, there are I th I think there are two main uh, ways uh, uh, they they get the books. First is uh, uh, there are always auctions of different things and uh, uh, different collections and uh, just just stuff. And sometimes you can uh, uh, buy books in bulk on these auctions. And of course, uh, uh, that's a chance for a bookseller to to uh, replenish their stocks. And the second one is uh, when uh, some estate is liquidated. For example, a person uh, has died, and uh, 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 the inheritance do not do not need uh, their books because who needs books and uh, they decide to sell everything and they usually uh, either sell it to a bookseller or invite a bookseller to uh, organize the process of selling books so maybe maybe not not bookseller because there are people who make estimates on collection and and, and such but uh, as far as I understand these are two main ways for them to replenish their stocks. I was wondering if you could tell a couple of stories uh, of the previous owners of the books you found. Um, I think that's 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 a good topic for for a different discussion. Maybe we we should choose uh, several books and uh, talk about the stories because there are there are, just a moment. So. If you want to have an introduction into the world of uh, book collecting, there is uh, this wonderful author, Nicholas Basbanes. And uh, Among the Gentlemen is one of his books, and uh, that's not the first one, uh, but uh, that was the one I, I, I got as a present from one of the uh, booksellers I know here in, in The Hague. And <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess that was with you know he was hinting on some something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's not like uh, I, I went there on Thursday and uh, he just gave me a present. Uh, uh, it was more like I bought uh, a box of books from him and uh, he gave me one more free for free. <laughs> Every collector has has uh, their own uh, you know thing. Uh, it may be, I don't know, collecting first editions of uh, uh, some author or signed first editions or not signed first editions or not first editions or first paperbacks or or pulp fiction or, uh, I don't know, collecting uh, uh, books that you can get for free or something like that. So, and uh, 
Uh, yeah, that's that's why I uh, remembered about uh, Bezbane's book because uh, he talks about it quite a lot. And one of the kicks for me is uh, finding a book that can tell its own story in some way other than by reading what's written in the pages. Because uh, quite often you can see some some notes on the books that tell you about the previous owner, and that's what makes this book much more special for me. And uh, when I find something like this, this makes me like uh, happier than even uh, when, when I buy a 200 euro book for two euros. <laughs> so I love the stories and I would like to talk about this, but I think it's, it's a much longer talk because I have several nice examples and uh, uh, we can dedicate a special video to this if uh, anybody is interested. Uh, there was one more thing that I was uh, I wanted to uh, say right from the beginning of our talk because uh, when we were discussing these street sellers in Moscow, I I remember that another my childhood experience is uh, seeing uh, street booksellers in Bucharest in Romania, and uh, uh, it's a really traditional thing there. Some of them had uh, sort of booth. Uh, where they stored the books and from where they sell sold the books some some were selling from stalls or from just you know from from the pavement or something like that and uh, I, I I can't say if there are less of these booksellers now but uh, this tradition definitely continues and if you go to Bucharest now you can see uh, uh, at least several of them I don't know not not dozens of them but maybe a dozen a single dozen of them uh, selling books uh, on the on uh, some of the main streets of uh, of uh, the Romanian capital city, and uh, I find this tradition also fascinating and interesting. I I almost never bought anything from them because there is this thing. I I, I don't want to sound you know uh, denigrating or how how it's called, uh, uh, but uh, there is definitely some tradition of. Uh, uh, printing uh, paperbacks in Romania, so many of the um, many of Romanian books are of quite low low quality uh, from the perspective of uh, printing, and uh, that's 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 a bit of a trouble when you are buying old books because uh, the condition often is quite poor. Uh, but still. This uh, uh, tradition of book selling from on streets uh, uh, really makes me happy and uh, interested. And uh, uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure how how is it, for example, in Bulgaria. What's your experience on that? That's exactly what I wanted to say because a very similar uh, thing still exists in Sofia. Uh, there are these neighborhood bookstalls. It's uh, they have this neighborhood building function in them because it's mostly old people selling books to even older people, and and uh, and uh, the assortment of books you find there are also not to my taste. They are history books. Uh, they are books by patriotic authors. You know the kind of things angry white old guys like well, to read. Well, not, 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 you know, uh, I, 
you saying that you don't like history books is uh, is not true, but uh, it's 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 that sort of history books that was produced in Soviet times, which which are pretty specific in some ways that I I, I think you don't like. So I just not not to make uh, our audience hate you for for not liking <laughs> history books. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Um, uh, um, uh, my my favorite uh, bookstall uh, of that kind uh, is the. Uh, quite far from the center of Sofia, but it's in a very special uh, place. It's next to one of the reading homes, uh, as they call them, which is basically a library, but uh, the, uh, the one that exists from the Ottoman times. So in an old early 19th century, free independence building, there's an old library, public library for, uh, for the neighborhood. And there's also a tradition of this uh, often uh, a, sing a single shot table of, uh, of books. Uh, they are uh, bought locally, they are sold lo uh, locally. So they are like book crossing, but um, they're cheap uh, books. And I like this neighborhood building function of them because uh, the same people sell them and the same people buy them. Yeah, it's, I, it's a I club. It's a club. Yes, yes, it, it, it's a it's a book club, and it's a great it's a great tradition. It uh, adds to the texture of the city, and I think uh, where it exists, uh, it's a nicer place. And what's your experience with bookmarks? Because I, I spoke a lot, and uh, uh, but I think uh, you you traveled quite quite a lot in Europe, and uh, I think you you had your some some at least some experiences. You know, I'm I'm not a collector, uh, not of books, nor nor of anything else. I uh, I know what you uh, what you mean when you describe the key, uh, the kick you get when you find that little uh, that little gem. I do like I do like the experience of uh, looking through endless uh, 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 bookshelves and uh, finding here and there some things I've heard before. Or, or uh, things that I always wanted to have, but in in my in my experience, books are always either uh, not interesting for me enough to to buy them, or too uh, too expensive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I go to uh, antique booksellers here in Moscow with you, I often find things that I would like to own. But they are, as of now, outside my price range. Well, book book prices in Moscow are quite high, and uh, uh, I think that that may be uh, another topic for us to discuss because uh, it's it's I think it's quite interest, uh, interesting how how this uh, book market uh, came to the, its current condition and uh, what were the reasons that nineteenth uh, uh, century books are consider it like something very rare in, 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 in Moscow and in Russia, because of course, uh, Napoleonic Wars and then uh, two world wars in the 20th century didn't help uh, to save paper objects in, in the Western Russia. Actually, I remember my best experience uh, of, uh, of a book market was, uh, was in Spain. In Andalusia, in, uh, uh, in the older cities, you get this Small clusters, they're not book markets, uh, but they're three or four booksellers uh, that, uh, that uh, uh, stand in the same spot uh, uh, every day. They are not uh, like 
the market you described that are only once a week, but say in uh, in Barcelona or in Sevilla or further further to the west, say in Saragossa uh, or Toledo, uh, you find bookstalls that are stationary that are there every day. And what I really liked uh, was the absolute no, si similar uh, similar to the ones in Bucharest and I guess in Sofia. Yeah, 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 and I really liked the the uh, the variety. Uh, you could uh, come the next day and uh, find a new set of books because he only has one table and he has, yeah. I assume, a house full of books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hundred thousand books at, at at his warehouse. Yeah. So 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 you so you come and browse uh, browse it and. Uh, I I brought a few, a few small books from there. Uh, one of them, uh, by the way, a Jewish book in uh, in Yiddish, uh, yeah. printed in a, in Odessa in early 20th century. Okay. How, how yeah. did it find yeah. its way there? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, yeah. Who knows? well, it's it's Odessa. A lot of people <laughs> immigrated from Odessa. <laughs> And yeah. Thing yeah, by, by, really by, by the way, I had some, some nice experiences with the Spanish booksellers, that's true. I, I completely forgot to, to, to speak about it. Maybe, uh, maybe enough on, uh, on positive things. What about the German book markets? So <laughs> you were very vehement about your visit to Berlin's markets. Tell us about it. I think we'd, we'd better wrap it up now because uh, we're recording for almost an hour now. And... Uh, uh, yeah, it's I think a bit it, long for uh, for a it, short. Talk, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's a bit too long for a short uh, for a short talk. I I maybe even will uh, split it in two, uh, but we definitely have some topics to return to. And uh, uh, Berlin's uh, book booksellers is uh, one of the things I wanted to talk. I wanted to say a couple of words about uh, book markets we saw while, while uh, traveling uh, through France. Uh, once again, we should return to book markets of Spain because they they also have their own. Uh, uh, different uh, approaches to things and uh, maybe uh, speak about other things as well. So I guess that that will be for the next time or time after next time. This was great. I yeah. like this. Let's do this again. Definitely. I'd like to say thanks to every, every person who watched this video and uh, uh, if you want something to add or uh, you have uh, any topics uh, for us to discuss next time, please leave a comment below. Uh, thanks to our patrons on uh, Patreon. Uh, if you like these videos and if you like uh, what iBookBinding does, uh, you can support iBookBinding uh, with a little bit of money. Uh, pledges start with uh, $1 or 1 euro per month. And uh, with higher pledges, you will get uh, some uh, uh, nice stuff like digitized books. And uh, all the money coming from our patrons now go to cover the editing of uh, these videos. So uh, it is spent on uh, good stuff. And uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>